0: It starts at the unis and stuff to have more females in in um, in technical um, jobs and stuff and it, it that's the thing that's why I love from that program there to be different because it starts very early the girls are 8 to 10 years so and this is a time where you need to put it in their head that they can do that you know that's such a norm like that they have someone to look up to.
1: Welcome back to The Tea with Nikki. We are pro tea, not anti-coffee, and help yourself to a glass of wine or a quarantini as well, if that's what makes you comfortable. Today I sit down with Romy Meyer, who's part of the 888 engineering team. She's a race car engineer on the Red Bull racing team, as well as being the lead engineer on the AMG GT3 series in Asia, where the driver is the Prince of Malaysia. We talk about the hardships that she's had to endure as being the only female engineer on her team, how she's overcome it, how she's also paving the way for future race car drivers, female race car engineers, and female drivers by being an ambassador of Day to Be Different. She's also an ambassador for the Future Females Organization, which I am the Cape Town chapter for and we have a bit of fun and we have some laughs i think that the obvious question is how did you find your way to studying engineering and becoming an engineer on a for supercars
0: yes so um i was i'm not coming from a motorsport family or anything so it was more a slow process i was really good in school in physics and maths so i had already my dad always wanted to be me to be an engineer but I as a girl I always felt like oh I'm not sure about this Um, it's only about men and big machines and stuff so I wasn't that sure and then I did actually an internship with uh, Mercedes in Germany with the road cars and then I'm like oh yeah actually that's pretty cool like I want to be I want to design cars and then actually during my studies it was when I first um, got in contact a little bit with the motorsport. We had a team at uni, it's um, it's a race team, um, which each, a lot of unis with technical studies they have, and then you race against the other. So you build a car, you design a race car, you build it, and then you race it. So that was the first um, time I got into motorsport. And, um, and then, yeah, and then I got my first job with uh, Mercedes, um, in Germany, with the, um, the DTM team, which is like a touring car racing, and uh, yeah, and then I was in Motorsport.
1: <laughs> wow! And so, obviously, we can detect a, an accent. You are from Germany. How did you find yourself now on the Gold Coast in Australia?
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, after five years in my job in Germany, I really felt I needed change in. Uh, in, um, in the job, well the job itself I really enjoyed, but I wanted to either uh, work in a different race series or abroad, it re- I really wanted to go abroad. And then, well, the other, one of the countries which has a lot of motorsport is England, but I, the weather in England is also similar to Germany, pretty shit <laughs> So um, I looked around and did some research and um, then there was the Red Bull racing team in Australia which um, actually they just announced that they um, expand from two race cars to three the year after and then i thought oh they might need another engineer so um yeah i just applied with them and it all worked out and then uh, was in 2015 i moved to australia oh
1: wow so yeah. <laughs> what it is that you do exactly as an engineer on the triple Red Bull? yeah uh,
0: yeah, it's actually it's a job which varies a lot. But um, what you, you can kind of define the job in like three um, stages. So we always before we go to the race weekend, that's like all the preparation. So it starts from looking at um, at a data what the car is doing and all all that from last year and analyzing that and making decisions on what kind of parts need to go on the car for exactly that racetrack to make it fast on that racetrack. And then it's all about the communication with the mechanics who then put the parts on and put the car together as it should be. And um, then you, you travel to the racetrack and on the racetrack, track, it's a, it's usually the similar procedure. So you the first um, two days, it's all about testing. So you try different settings on the car and different parts and see what works and what doesn't. And then um, on usually Saturdays, we have a qualifying where the car needs to be fast for only one lap. So that determines where you start your race at. And that is actually very different from how the car will be on the Sunday for the race because it mm-hmm. needs to be fast only for one lap. And but then on the next day when there's a race, um, yeah, you, if you have if, if it falls apart after three laps, then you're you're not so good anymore. So um, yeah, so it's um it's pretty challenging all the time. It changes all the time. And then coming back to the workshop, we analyze everything. We analyze the car's performance, but also. Um, how the driver, how he evaluated our whole race weekend and what we as a team can improve and what did we do wrong and how can we, oh, if what mistake happened and how can we prevent them for next time. So yeah, it's always always exciting, especially because always you go to a different race track, so it's always different. Do you travel
1: with the team around the world as well
0: or...? Yeah, so actually we are ma- mainly in Australia, so we travel in Australia, New Zealand, and then uh, also we have a race series in Asia, which um, I'm part of that as well.
1: Okay, and yeah. can you tell us a bit more about your role as a lead engineer on the AMG GT3 series in Asia. Where the drivers also the prince of Malaysia. Yes, <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah. Since um, actually beginning last year, we involved in that, and um, so um, yeah, we support the. the um, we have a car which we operate in the GT Asia series, and um, yeah, the race driver is the uh, prince from Malaysia. It, it sounds pretty. Um, um, fans here. Yeah. So, but actually, he's just, um, when you know him, it's just not, not well, he's not that normal, but yeah, he, when you talk to him, he's pretty normal, yeah. Um, there's always just a lot of bodyguards around and stuff, but um, now nah, he's a race driver like every other race driver and um, very professional in that as well and uh, so yeah these cars are a bit different from the ones we race in Australia so they, they have much more aerodynamics so it's a, if you always need to switch your hands to the other race car you just think about different um, settings and parts and um, yeah and this is actually very exciting because with that race series we travel in uh, Japan, South Korea, Thailand, Malaysia and China. So, yeah, it's, at the moment it's all on hold, obviously. Um, but um, yeah, they we try, oh, I think the plan is that they continue in October. So, looking forward to that as well. <laughs> sure,
1: looking forward to that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit about your involvement as a Day to Be Different ambassador?
0: Oh yeah, um, so the Dare to be Different program is um, originally from the UK. So Susie Wolf, she, she's a race driver, used to be a race driver now. She's actually a team owner of a race team. She um, founded an initiative and it's all about um, inspiring and yeah, showcasing to young girls what kind of sport, uh, what kind of jobs are motorsport. So it's not only um giving them the opportunity to be a race driver but all kind of jobs which are involved in, uh, in motorsport which is um uh, media but engineering um physio and yeah the whole the whole package and it's um it's very very interesting because a lot of the girls never really knew what is motorsport and also not what's involved in all that and then two years ago, yes, two years ago, we started that program in Australia. And um, so we have events all year round, usually when there's a race from any kind of race series. But also we go to schools and or have events at, um, at the companies. and and then it's just a day where the girls jump from one uh, workshop to another and um, they get the opportunity to do activities which similar what what our job would be or just give them an idea what it is like and yeah it's actually i find it really important to um, show girls especially to get them um, into a technical job because that was for me always like that. I, I knew I was, I like maths and physics, but I couldn't really see um, what jobs are out there. What what can I do with that? I just thought, oh, engineering, yeah, like, like I said, it's big machines and oh, I'm not interested in that, but actually with engineering, you can um, do really cool things. So yeah, I really enjoy being part of that and obviously there are some really, other girls um, as ambassadors and they all we all have a lot of fun when we plan the events and stuff yeah
1: you have a lot of girls that come to you afterwards who are so inspired and want to become an engineer as well
0: oh yeah yeah especially because usually so it's um organized through their school so they come with their teachers and then the teachers come back to us um with feedback and say, oh, they couldn't stop talking about it and stuff. And, yeah, so I think for them it's always a very special idea. Uh, they they get so many ideas and stuff in their heads and
1: yeah. Hopefully, we get a nice big wave of female engineers coming through in the next.
0: Couple yeah, months. I hope so too. Because it's pretty boring <laughs> being the only woman all the
1: time. <laughs> so touching on that, you say you're the only woman in or um, well, female engineer you. Are there any other women in your team as well? Maybe not necessarily an engineer.
0: Um, Yes. So we have uh, like at our. um, So we have um, how many? Two, one, two, three, four, four, four other women, or including me, four women women who travel with the team. Um, That's maybe a sixty around sixty. Yeah. Wow. The ratio is very different. You hear four.
1: You're like okay. In a team of yeah.
0: sixty. And they are um so they are um commercial team coordinator and social media and stuff. And it's nice to have them and especially to have
1: what's your what's the hardest part about being the only the hardest part. Engineer on the team?
0: Um Well, so usually whenever I started a new job or even in my uni because it was similar there um, you, you kind of need to prove yourself in the beginning a lot I felt like usually when there would be a new male engineer coming into a team everyone kind of expect oh he's an engineer he knows what he's doing that's his job but if, if I feel like I always need to, it takes like a couple of months until I have like kind of the respect and everyone, oh yeah, she kind of do that too. So, and yeah, obviously you're always in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I, I, well, I kind of know it or like learn to live with it now, but if, if you do something wrong or if it's not going well, yeah, the light is on you, but also the other side, that's a positive as well, because if you're doing well, then, then you also get maybe a bit more um, the good feel what, what for others would be just normal. yeah. But,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so um, yeah, I think that's the challenge. There's always some challenges in, in that. So I think it always, it takes a lot of uh, determination and resilience, but um, that's why I'm here.
1: <laughs> and um, for a woman who's an aspiring F1 engineer or supercar engineer, or even a driver, what would be your
0: sort of top tip on how they should pursue that? Um, well, like I said, it takes some, so if you have a setback or if that if things doesn't go well and there will be obviously a lot on the way because it's a lot of people want to be um, a lot of engineers want to be a motorsport engineer or a phone engineer, so um, just a lot of determination and um yeah don't believe in what you can do that's a that's a big thing for women as well like i think a lot of times the men they think oh yeah i can do that but the woman I'm like, oh not sure. <laughs> yeah it, it's a big world the motorsport and it's like uh can be glamorous can be daunting and stuff but um believe in yourself and also have the determination And when things don't go that well to not let yourself down and just uh keep going have your goal and and even if you make a detour you get there at one point yeah
1: But that what does feminine leadership mean to you what does it look like to you um well there was
0: a lot of talk <laughs> about it just recently with um that the countries which have a female president or female uh premier um doing very well with the COVID 19 so um well, I think maybe this is a bit similar, not similar to my situation, but in general, like when you're a female leader, or female in a in an environment where not that many female work, um, you need to always perform more than the average. You need to be, you you need to be better than the average because otherwise, you, you they will point at you when you have make mistakes and stuff. So you always need to stand out and. And make sure you have uh, everything under control, kind of. And I think um, this is uh, probably what companies with uh, female leaders or countries that—that's the same. The whole world will look at that country or at that company, and then they will say, "Oh yeah," because she 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 fucked it up or something. So they have a they have even on themselves more expectation to do not just good but like as like perfect. And and they. They have a lot of, I think, uh, female. They take it maybe too personal sometimes, but put like everything in their job or in, in their in their yeah in their work uh, to make it very well.
1: And, yeah. how, and how that the environment, um, the supercar and race race circuit could be more inclusive of a women in the space.
0: Um. Yeah, it starts early, it starts at the unis and stuff to have more females in in, um, in technical um, jobs and stuff and it, it, that's the thing, that's why I love from that program there to be different because it starts very early, the girls are 8 to 10 years so and this is a time where you need to put it in their head that they can do that, you know, that's such a normal. like that they have someone to look up to young or the next generation with much more Uh, women in there and they have now role models to look up to then it's also inspiring and keep them going because I felt like when I was their age there wasn't either maybe it was not just visible because that age um, we didn't have so much social media and Instagram and everything Um, so maybe it was just not visible all the all the cool women who already worked in, in really cool jobs and technical jobs um but yeah hopefully next generation that changed
1: a lot and also uh i know that you're part of the future females community as am i um how did you find out about future females
0: um first um because my our workshop is in brisbane so i went to um an event i think it was almost one and a half years ago now um, they're in Brisbane, and I just loved it. Like even though I had no idea about entrepreneurship, or I didn't. But I, it, it's not only about. It's not for people, women who want to be an entrepreneur. It's like everyone. It's like so many interesting stories, and just meet all the other women who have like their passion and all that. So since ever then, I I try to go to as many as events as I can, and and now be an ambassador as well so because yeah yeah, i love i just love the community and obviously i learn a lot (laughs) in your field
1: for me as well (laughs) definitely and because obviously now with the current pandemic you're not necessarily able to do your regular engineering job for the racing team everyone's obviously waiting until we can um, perform again what have you been doing in the meantime, and when does it look like you'll be able to go back to being an engineer? Yeah, so
0: actually we, we go back next week. So in Australia, because Australia has very few cases, so we they lifting the restriction within Australia quite, um, quite well. Or there's not that many restrictions anymore, um, so we're going back next week to the racetrack and um yeah the last couple months thought of was a bit of downtime and it was good to catch up on some work which has been kind of left on the side because we're always so busy um but yeah then on the other hand i got time to invest in in other um fields which i which always i like to put more knowledge in and everything but i like my life last year was a bit crazy i traveled uh what did i count 196 days i was not at home so i had no time for anything else than work um and and when i was not at work i didn't feel like i want to invest in a new skill or a new um yeah learn something new yeah. um so yeah that was really good like well obviously it wasn't Good, good, But I try to use it in a good way to, um, yeah, learn about business and entrepreneurship and all that.
1: <laughs> ah, awesome. Well, hopefully something entrepreneurial comes out soon from your side. I can just imagine all the exciting things you must have and ideas. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you yeah that's the thing when you have more time for yourself or for you get all these ideas and and yeah it's actually yeah it's a very different time and obviously you are you're a bit scared and anxious what will happen especially in the beginning when it like all oh, stopped and I'm like oh i can't go to work what's that they stopped the race What? what? i'm like i felt like lost because it's like uh obviously a big part of my life my work and um but then yeah i try to see it what i else can get out of it at the end of this this um yeah pandemic how, how what else well, how can i get out there with them um, having some positive on 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 uh on uh, um, your yeah, my personality or on on me <laughs> i'm
1: gonna yeah. move us into the next segment that i like to call the abcs of your career
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> okay uh, A, what was your amazing affluent aha moment?
0: Um, yes. Yeah, so what I thought about it when I thought about it. Um, so when I was still, um, I was studying engineering, but I wasn't really. I knew I wanted to work with um, road cars or like designing cars. But then one day, well, i always was, oh, in Germany, we always watched F1. A lot of people watch it because some, um, they, they were like Michael Schumacher and other big drivers. So actually I watched it one, it's always Sunday afternoon. And then I saw they show the engineers, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. It was really like that, a click. I'm like, yep, that's a cool engineering job. So um, yeah, that's I think when I first really realized, yep. That's exactly
1: what I want to go do. That's so
0: cool. Yep, me and now it is. Yeah, it is (laughs) funny, (laughs) (laughs) eh?
1: And B, what was your bad business blunder in your career?
0: Um. So well, to be honest, after. After I finished, uh, no, sorry, that was during my, uh, during uni, I really wanted, or after uni, or when I was across uni, I wanted to work abroad, I was, yeah, that's, I I actually spent one year in Singapore studying, and after that, I'm like, I need to find a job um, somewhere else, and to be honest, I said, I still remember, I counted it, at 57. Um, CVs or application to different um, companies abroad to do my final year project and none of them like although some people replied but none of them had an opportunity for me and I was so desperate in that so but in the end it was good it never so it never worked out but in the end and I was pretty sad about it it was went on for a month and i'm like i can't believe that you know <laughs> Like, just anyone gives me a, a a internship or a final year project somewhere uh, but then in the end yeah obviously if, if it wouldn't have gone that way i would probably would not be where i am now so um Happy um, that I'm stayed in Germany and worked in motorsport. dam
1: <laughs> Okay, so you just ended up saying, "Okay, fine, I'll stay in Germany," and and then you got your yeah. Internship. Okay,
0: that finally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was um I was even about to take like I've applied for companies which were not even really into automotive or anything. I'm like, just anywhere, not in Germany. <laughs> so I'm like, just give me any job, but yeah, good good not of not of the companies who are not even in automotive, but in one
1: what was your cinematic worthy cock up? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I thought like oh, I probably had a, a lot and I probably I already re- erased them in my head because they were <laughs>
1: <Don't mean that.
0: laughs> embarrassing. But I think I don't even know anymore but I had a few like first yeah I probably sent a message to someone I shouldn't have sent to them because it was not for them. And also I think um, I don't remember exactly when or where who but um, I talked about someone and then they're actually just standing behind me or something
1: like that. really is a cinematic yeah. moment. You see the movies where you're talking and then they're like, they're right behind me, aren't they?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs>
1: awesome, oh, yeah. and now we move to the challenge section.
0: Ooh. Okay. Oh, when I'm a good draw, You know, this is the engineers. They usually don't draw. They're not that, um, they don't have that much talent in um, in any um, art or music
1: field. <laughs> <So> creative. ah. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm not allowed to say anything, hey? No.
1: Is that hockey? Golf? Yeah, golf. <laughs> ah, that was. I'm impressed with myself.
0: It <laughs> looks more like hockey,
1: to be honest. <laughs> okay. Oh, this one's this one's gonna be fun to draw. Okay, I wanna see if I can try and do it this way, so you can see. Um, oh yeah. Okay.
0: Should I have done that like that as well.
1: Next one.
0: The dog or no Beer? Now lion. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're good, draw. <try>. Thanks. Yes.
1: <laughs> Let's do one more right. round. That was quite good. That went really quickly. Yes. Okay. Just, now I do it like you
0: as well. Try to. draw okay. I <laughs> oh, let me do that. Okay. Um.
1: See, the screen is like making the page too white. Yeah, a- okay. A room fan, um, a ceiling fan? Yes. Ceiling <laughs> fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: um,
0: oh, can you see? Yes, yeah, you have the perfect pen for it. Uh, table? Yes. Dining table? Oh,
1: that's all right. <laughs> that, that was a good round. I think we really, did yeah. really, really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I think you undersold yourself on your artistic talents, though. I... I oh. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, so I'd like to close off the interview with just a quick fire round of questions, stuff that you haven't been able to prepare for, so it's just off the top of your head, um, let me know okay. what, what comes. Uh, what's your favourite genre of music? Uh, hip-hop. Ah. What are three books that you can recommend anyone to read?
0: Um, I like a lot the books from Paulo Coelho, So. Um, um, which one? Eleven minutes. Uh, the Alchemist, and actually there's another German from a German writer, all like an old book, like from Hermann Hesse. It's called Siddhartha. I like that
1: as well. Okay. Yes. And are you a morning person or an evening person?
0: morning person 100% like there's no chance I can do any work after 6 p.m <laughs> thank
1: you me too I can't I I'm up at office 5 and I'm happy I to get everything done in the morning as soon as my working hours are done it takes me so long to do it
0: yeah but well, sometimes I can go back into it like at six or after but 400% sure as soon as i wake up my brain goes on and then i can work like four hours fully concentrated and then slowly go train yeah. as my comes back but yeah <laughs> the first four hours of the day is definitely my most productive ones so.
1: <laughs> and what is a daily ritual you wouldn't be able to live without?
0: Um, well, at the moment, I, because I'm not traveling much, I will watch the sunrise every day. So the sunrise over the ocean here. So I I go every day watching. It's wow. always different and it's always, yeah, magic for me. And it gives so much, you f- you cannot feel bad after, hey? You cannot, it's like, yeah, it's always like inspiring. Like, and you have time to think and like plan, kind of plan your day in your head and, um, gives you time to before rushing into work or something. Um, yeah, at the moment this is definitely my daily ritual, which I oh. will wear out.
1: <laughs> and around what time does the sun rise?
0: Uh, at the moment pretty late because it's um, winter so it's 6.20 or so. Okay. In summer it's crazy early, it's like 4.00 or so. Like, <laughs> Do you get up and go get- watch it? <laughs> I not four, but maybe because it gets really hot here as well in summer, so at five I'm definitely up, there's no, you cannot sleep long, oh you could can, especially in aircon. but I like to use the day, so in summer I'm for sure up at five. Yeah.
1: Oh, I lost you. It's so interesting talking to you, and yeah, I'm sure we'll be in touch, I'll definitely keep an eye out on your activity with Future Females and the Brisbane chapter and definitely keep an eye out for you as well on the circuit when you're back on going next week you can be you guys can have the, the the car on the track again thank you so much again Romy I hope that you have a wonderful evening I know it's evening your side and I wish you all the best and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon what we can definitely learn from Romy is to always hold steadfast in your belief and to back yourself to the end she saw engineers on the screen and decided that's what she wanted to do as her career and didn't waver from that moment and Now she being on the Red Bull race racing team and the lead engineer on the AMG GT3 circuit series There's nothing that we can't do unless we put our mind to it and to constantly Encourage and support those around us to pursue what it is that they want